0: Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed and more productive. Together we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi friends, Lisa here. For those of you who know me, you know that positivity is my beat. It's how I make my living. It's how I'm wired, and it's one of my top five strengths. Today my guest is Amy Larson Amond. Amy and I became acquainted through the Willamette Master Chorus, of which we are both Sopranos. For those of you who don't know, The soprano section is the best section of the choir. We sing the highest notes, we always get to sing the melody, and we are often referred to as the divas. I'm only half kidding. This past year, I've only seen Amy through Zoom, where she's led our soprano sectional rehearsals. Yes, you can have sectional rehearsals on Zoom. You just have to mute your microphone, but you keep singing. It's not nearly as much fun, but some would argue that muting sopranos is a good thing. (laughs) I miss sitting next to Amy and poking fun at the tenors. I'm excited to catch up with her and hear what's been brightening her day. I guess you could say I've had singing on my mind a lot lately. In fact, it's related to the first thing that's brightened my day. This past weekend, I got to have a Zoom meeting with my three college roommates from when we all lived in Princeton, New Jersey, and were pursuing our masters at Westminster Choir College. Christina was our house chef. She may not have wanted that title, but she got it because one day she put together some random ingredients we had in our fridge and made this amazing chicken dish with mustard, heavy cream, and walnuts. It was so good, we asked her to make it again and again, and we eventually coined it the house chicken. The only problem was forget about our recipe. Christina is Italian, so it's in her DNA to be able to put things together that tasted good, and it was always just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Jenny was our house manager, and being from Texas, she added some Southern charm. She kept us in line with getting groceries, keeping the bills sorted out, and generally keeping us on friendly terms with our landlord and landladies. There was an incident involving an overflowed toilet that caused leaking in the ceiling that resulted in Jenny inviting our landladies over to tea to discuss the damage and what we had to do. Our landladies were so mad at us, they had steam coming out of their ears. Yet Jenny calmly served tea and scones and negotiated our way out of danger. (laughs) And finally, there was Susanna from Greece. Susanna brought energy, passion, and a lot of laughs into our house We all did a lot more talking with our hands with Susanna around. She also made the most amazing salads with spices and olive oil. I probably wouldn't have eaten any vegetables during grad school if it hadn't been for Susanna. We affectionately called her Susanna Donna. (laughs) But back to the Zoom meeting. It was great fun to see everyone together, even if it was just a computer screen. The years had been kind to us. We all looked the same except for a different hair color or two and maybe a few more lines around the eyes. Hearing their voices and seeing their smiles brightened my day. The second thing that brightened my day was getting Aria's new drawing desk. Aria has shown a real interest and ability in art, especially painting. She takes lessons on Saturdays and our house is filled with displays of her artwork. I was getting a little tired of giving up the kitchen counter for her projects. So the other day, we went to Michael's to look for a desk. As we were walking down the aisles with all the different colors and paint and brushes, Aria grabbed my arm and said, Mommy, I think I'm going to faint. She was overwhelmed by all the colors and types of paint and all the choices. We found the perfect desk, and as luck would have it, it was 40% off. Ching! We took it home and Clark put it together without too much interference or <clears throat> coaching from Aria.
1: Daddy, that's not where it goes.
0: It looks so nice and she loves it. We are determined to keep it clean and organized so she can actually paint on it. The third thing that has brightened my day is the Mandalorian the first live-action series in the Star Wars franchise that begins five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. I just finished Season 2, and, so you know, Season 3 is in post-production due out this winter. But, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the series and plan to, you may want to fast-forward to my interview with my guest. The main character that brightened my day was the ridiculously cute baby Yoda who we learn is called Grogu. Those baby cuteness features of the little green alien with his big black eyes, his large pointed ears, and little baby-like noises make him absolutely adorable. I love the scene where he's sitting at a desk chair next to a boy who has a package of cookies in front of him. Grogu looks at the boy, eyes the cookies, And then looks innocently back at the boy while the cookies suddenly move in front of Grogu. It's the force. I also love the scene where Grogu is being held by Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian has come to rescue him. And when he opens his cell, Grogu is, quote unquote, playing with the stormtroopers, using the force to smash them into each other and knocking them to the ground and then elevating them up in the air. What is it about the stormtroopers? There's always so many of them, and they aren't very smart. They prove that quantity is not better than quality. But the scene that finished me was the final scene in season two, when the Mandalorian realizes he has to give Grogu over to the Jedi for training. The Mandalorian removes his helmet in front of Grogu for the first time, and Grogu reaches his little green hand up to touch the Mandalorian's face. It's such a tender moment of gratitude between the two of them. I had real tears in my eyes. The show is so well done, and I know a lot of excitement awaits in season three. And speaking of gratitude, here's a positivity tip for today. In what ways could you experience and express more gratitude in your life? Make a point each day to let someone know when you feel grateful and appreciate them for who they are and what they do express thanks, and explain why you are grateful. My guest today is Amy Larson Amen. Amy is the Director of Music Ministries at First United Methodist Church of Salem. She recently became a licensed real estate broker with EXP Realty. She has a master's degree in contemporary music, and as I mentioned earlier, she's the soprano section leader for the Willamette Master Chorus. Today hits a high note for me, having Amy as a guest on my podcast. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much. Before I ask you what's brightened your day, I'm curious. You are a wife, mother, teacher, musician, and real estate broker. That's a lot of hats to wear. What has been the biggest shift for you as a result of this COVID pandemic?
1: Wow. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds very overwhelming. (laughs) Um, Gosh, everything. I think that's probably a statement you're going to hear from just about anybody you ask that question to. Mm -hmm. Um, When COVID first started, and we all kind of shut down and cocooned ourselves inside our homes with our families, I think we all felt like it was temporary. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, we discovered. No, this isn't temporary. This is a new way of living for all of us. As a, a director of music in charge of a program where, you know, we had choirs and bell choir and, and every Sunday and, you know, all the things that we do to prepare for the week, um, all those things went away. And mm-hmm. uh, I had to reinvent myself, so to speak, had to. Figure out how to get my choirs to still stay together. How to make recordings. I learned all sorts of new software, which <laughs> was not in my job description. I will tell you. But uh, I, yeah, I had to reinvent every part of my life. And at the time, I was teaching privately, singing, and and uh, and piano, and that all stopped. Um, I did piano for a little while, but that was equally hard and honestly very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so I stopped doing that at a certain point. But yeah. And, and can we just say grocery shopping, that became (laughs) a thing, right? How do I get my groceries during COVID? I know um, that was a
0: big change. Did you go through that as well? <laughs> yes, I did. And I will also say that I have never run my dishwasher as much as I have as during COVID because we're eating everything at home and <laughs> I've never run it as much. I'm probably going to need a new one in a couple weeks. <laughs> Isn't it insane the amount of stuff
1: we've accumulated over this time period, you know, as far as like more trash and yeah, and then, of course, everybody needed more toilet paper at some point. So, you know, that was a thing and every aspect of my life and yours and others completely changed. It became a new thing. My kids were home all the time. Right.
0: <laughs> and remind me, you have two boys and a girl or is it three boys and a girl?
1: I have three boys and a girl. And you know, having everybody doing their stuff online. I mean, that was just crazy. Yeah. Um and then of course I'm married to a teacher. Right. Uh, to a grade school music teacher. And so he was operating online as well, but we have made it work, Lisa. We have made our lives into this new thing. Um, my kids my kids were getting straight A's during the online CDL stuff. I mean, that was not a thing before. So you <laughs> That's want to talk awesome. about joy. That, I mean, that that to me was like, are you kidding? <laughs> How did
0: I manage that? <laughs> so, wow. You are wearing all the hats very well. And congratulations.
1: It is definitely a new normal.
0: Yeah for sure. You know, there's
1: there's no other way to explain it and I think we all operate on different levels of what that means, but I know for me I'm very thankful that I have a family and that we're all close to one another. Gosh, yes. can't be more thankful for anything other than that.
0: Yeah. And this is a perfect segue. Thank you. You set that up so well. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I'm really eager to hear what three things have brightened your day lately. The first thing I will have to say is the weather.
1: I mean, like it seems pretty obvious and it's the thing we all go to when we see each other for the first time and we talk about the weather because it's just such a common place to start. But honestly, what a mood alter -er that has been for me. Go outside. I mean, like just going outside has Mm -hmm. been wonderful. Um, Ryan and I, my husband, we go for walks almost every day. Um, The kids can play outside as much as they want. And I think that the weather just has really made my life so much better. Yeah. Um, so many people suffer from sad seasonal, seasonal affect yeah. disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think I have that, but I mean, I I would be lying to say that going outside doesn't make me feel so much more positive and healthy and happy. So that to me is a huge, huge thing.
0: Yeah it's definitely a big, it's a game changer for so many of us to get out and be in the sunshine and to even get our hands in the dirt and grow things and be in green spaces. And it's definitely adding to the positivity.
1: Yeah, it really is. We're inclined to be outside more than we are in. And during COVID, it has been excruciating to just be inside and getting you know cabin fever all the time. So that's yeah. a huge one for me. Agreed. All right. What's your second thing? Well, my second also seems really boring and silly, but it's not boring to me. I am a reader. I love to read. And I get so excited every night going to bed, opening up a book that I love and reading. I read very quickly. My husband says I don't read anything, but I just pretend to flip the pages fast. <laughs> but I really do read my book. <laughs> um, I usually go through about one book a week, maybe two, depending on the length. But I love reading. I'm really into science fiction and um, sometimes fantasy. And then also, I like to read for educational purposes. Um, I enjoy finding out about new things, and whether it's the CRISPR DNA thing, or whether <laughs> it's you know learning what does somebody do every day that I you know in a job I've never heard of, or right. You know, just- I love educating myself and I'll find myself kind of getting sucked down this wormhole of information, you know, and I just kind of absorb it like a sponge. But I just love that stuff. I love information. And I love doing trivia because I like to quiz myself to see how much I've retained, you know, (laughs) but that really does keep me going. It's just one of those pieces of my daily life that can seem boring and mundane, but isn't it's, I don't know, I think it's just fresh and new every time I do it every day. So I love reading.
0: <laughs> I love that you love reading. And remember, this is a no judgment zone here. Even <laughs> what you might think of as the simplest or most mundane, I'm sure it's brightened my day at some point. So it begs the question, what are you reading right now? I just finished
1: an entire series by a, an author named Karen Moni. She writes this kind of, it's kind of a fae series, you know, like about fairies and stuff, which is not my yeah. norm. But she has this huge series. It's like 11 books long. And I've been reading this series for, I don't know, six months now, I think. And I just finished it. So I'm looking for a new book. So
0: if any of your listeners out there have a suggestion, I would be interested to hear it. Fascinating. Well, I have a friend who's really into reading about fairies and also witches and I think just the mystical in general. So I might have yeah. to take a look. Yeah, it was fascinating. Like I said, I don't normally read stuff about fairies or, you know,
1: that far into the sci fi genre. But because of COVID, I've been reading a lot more lately. And so
0: (laughs) I've kind of absorbed too many books recently, and it was expanding. Well, into new things. You have put me in touch with a couple of really good sci-fi books, and I don't remember the title, but it's by the same author who wrote the book The Martian. You know, that they did the movie with Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. I can remember the the actors. I can't remember the title. I mean the the author of the book. That's not saying very much about me, but it it sounds fascinating. I'm I'm definitely gonna read it because I did read The Martian, I loved it his new book, it's similar. It's a man who's lost out at space and mm-hmm. he's been asleep for quite a while. So there must've been a terrible accident. And <laughs> all I know is that when he wakes up, he realizes that he has like one mission that will save the world. Wow. <laughs> so I'll figure that sounds out t- like a book for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out the title and I'll send it to you. Cause I think it's going to be on my list. I need new books. So thank you for that. <laughs> okay. So what's the third thing that's brightened your day? So the third
1: thing is going to sound like a little bit of a bummer, but, but I promise it does brighten my day in the end. When I thought about your question to me, I thought of all these things. Like I could tell you how I enjoy wine. I could tell you how I enjoy planting in my garden. I could tell you all these things that we probably share. But the biggest thing that kept presenting itself to me was how much being a wife and a mom and a teacher Uh, a seamstress and the lady who does the laundry and all the things that go Mm. along with that has really affected me. I think if anybody had told me 20 years ago that I was going to be responsible for picking out dinner (laughs) every night of my life, I would have ran away screaming. (laughs) (laughs) But that is the role that I play in our house. And my husband is wonderful at being um, a parent and a helper and a cleaner and all the things that you'd want him to be. But there's this sense of responsibility that I feel as a wife and a mom and as somebody who is a director of music and also now a real estate broker and all these <laughs> things, these hats, like you said, that I wear become a little overwhelming for me at times. And and honestly, I wonder how it is that I make it sometimes day to day to day. And mm. That doesn't sound like a very bright thing. And, and honestly, it's not. But I have discovered a secret. And the secret that I have discovered is that I am responsible for my own joy. Hmm. If I had a, an endless amount of wealth, I don't know if that would necessarily make me happy. I would have more things. Hmm. I would be probably traveling a lot or doing things that were exciting. But if I didn't have something special or someone special to share that with, it really wouldn't be worth anything. If I didn't have my children to -hmm. share things with, to enjoy bits of life, it wouldn't mean much. And so I have found that when I take action and I'm responsible for how I am feeling, for things that will make me happy, that will brighten my day, I am so much better off than sticking with that day in, day out, you know, routine that we all get stuck in, that we all find ourselves in. Uh, I want so badly to tell your listeners, if I find one thing during the day that I can do that gives me some sort of pleasure or joy, that even if it's small, my outlook on my entire life feels open. And I think that that is something we don't learn until we're older and later in life. But I do feel like I have this sense of ownership to make those connections, to make things feel like they are happier, they are brighter, they do bring me joy. Um, Yes, I cooked dinner last night, but boy, was it fun watching my kids, you know, tell me (laughs) that that they loved that, or or they wanted to know how to make that thing with me, or the tiniest things that I see them doing, uh, being kind to one another, or being kind to their four-year-old sister, who, you know, is annoying, because she is four, (laughs) you know, that those things brighten my day more than anything could, more than reading, <laughs> more than the weather, um, and yeah. more than anything. I just, I love to see those types of things and they make me feel like a complete person.
0: That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. And thank you for reminding us to look for those little things. Maybe it's a bit attached to your purpose driven life versus just things and materialistic but i do appreciate the sentiment that sometimes things are really tough and we feel really overwhelmed and yet it's amazing we're alive we are responsible for life and helping others have joy and health and that's pretty amazing it is even though when you're when you're in
1: the middle of it it can feel like the biggest boulder on your back yeah <laughs> but, but. There's so much to unpack in that boulder Mm -hmm. that is awe-inspiring and wonderful. And gosh, I just can't even imagine what I'd do without that boulder.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, it's been great to catch up. And you said it. You said we are responsible for our own joy. And so thank you for that reminder. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. And thank you for brightening my day, too oh thank you lisa thank you for tuning in to brighten your day to be a guest on my podcast email me at hiltonlisab at gmail.com that's hilton with a y special thanks to clark hilton for post-production and special thanks to chris jones for composing the theme song